0: Okay, Mr. President, I'm ready when you are. Thank you, Clerk
1: Curtibees. The 21st regular meeting of the Memphis City Council will not come in order. Clerk Herdeby's please call the roll.
0: Councilor Bears. Present. Vice President Caraviello. Present. Councilor Knight. Present. Council Marks. Present. Council Morel. Present. Councilor Scarpelli. Present. President Falco.
1: Present. All seven members are present. This time I'd ask everyone to please rise to salute the flag. Pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12, 2020 order suspending certain provisions of the Open Meeting Law General Law Chapter 30A Section 18 and the Governor's March 15, 2020 order imposing strict limitation on the number of people that may gather in one place. This meeting of the Medford City Council will be conducted via remote participation to the greatest extent possible. Specific, Specific information in the general guidelines for remote participation by members of the public and or parties with the right Indoor requirement to attend this meeting can be found on the City of Medford website at www.medfordma.org. For this meeting, members of the public who wish to listen or watch the meeting may do so by accessing the meeting link contained herein. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceedings in real time via technological means. In the event that we are unable to do so despite best efforts, We will post on the city of Medford or Medford community media website an audio or video recording transcript or other comprehensive record of proceedings as soon as possible after the meeting. 20-420 offered by Vice President Caviello. Whereas the city of Medford is in a fiscal budget emergency. Be resolved the mayor be requested to appropriate with the city council approval the necessary amount of free cash To address the municipal in school budget deficits In further that the mayor be requested to replenish this account with any budget aid method receives from federal the federal government or the commonwealth of massachusetts Be a further resolved that the mayor respond to this request by next tuesday's city council meeting vice president carriello
3: Thank you mr president i mr president um I know this is a, a request that should be coming uh, from the mayor, but um I felt that it was appropriate that I, I put it out there this week in order to uh maybe speed the process up for the mayor uh you know I was informed today that you know uh hundred and thirty teachers will let go uh you know they, they were non, non uh, professionals but uh you know and these are difficult times uh we do have um a decent amount in free cash I'm not recommended that she used all the, the whole amounts, but uh whatever uh, use an amount that uh, she's deemed necessary in order to maybe save the jobs of some teachers uh, and guidance counselors because I think we've all started getting uh, the emails from people uh, about the layoffs uh, of the children so mr. president uh, uh, and I also like to make a, a one more statement uh, for the for the viewing public. The city council does not do the school committee budget. We uh, the, the the budget is done by them only. We I've been getting emails from people saying that the city council has cut the jobs of teachers. We do not do that. The budget comes from the school committee uh, that we haven't even seen yet. So please understand the process to the people that are sending out emails. School committee does their budget and submits it to us. At, at which point we do not have the ability to add any funds to it, we can make suggestions, ability to cut funds uh, out of the budget. So I wanted people to understand that because the emails are starting to pour in thinking that it's the city council uh, that cut all these people's jobs and it wasn't. So, but again, um, I, I opened this up for discussion with my fellow councilors, um, and maybe uh, this will speed the process up for the mayor a little bit. Thank you, Mr. President.
1: Thank you, Vice President Carviello. We have Councilor Scarpelli, Councilor Morella, Councilor Beers, Councilor Scarpelli.
4: Uh, thank you, Mr. President. And uh, thank you, Councilor Carviello for bringing this forward. I know that uh, to, to, to jump to my second piece, I did receive um, a, few e- a bunch of emails that a, a school committee member sent out stating this year, we're facing a $3.5 million budget that uh the cuts are right now the school committee and superintendent cannot directly direct city funding only the mayor and the city council so what's happening is people taking that comment whichever way that uh that school member meant to put that out there the way that it's going out to the public is again it's starting that divide it's what's wrong with the city council why are you not funding these people why what are you doing why we need this what, so again, it's, it's been a very difficult last couple of weeks, but I tell you what, this is where we do not have to go as a community. This is so disheartening. I'm sorry, Council faculty the one Medford, it's so furthest from the truth right now. It's so disheartening. That's what I've heard for the last three nights, especially. I'm telling you that please, maybe the city solicitor can reach out to the mayor with a Uh, a highlight of what the the role of the city council is during the budget in comparison to the school department because I know when we were on the school committee we were given a tutorial and we understood exactly what the process was brings me to my first point in the late 1990s early 2000s I was given my pink slip as a teacher in the city of Medford it's probably the most devastating feeling. You'll ever, ever feel. It's a helpless feeling. And I, too, are getting all the emails. I have former colleagues calling me and, 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 and relatives calling me and saying, George, what, what are we doing? We'll know more as soon as we start our process on Saturday, I believe. If you correct me if I'm wrong. I believe we're starting our process on Saturday on the city side. Correct. But... I want people to understand we as a council will do everything we can to make sure that we're supporting our our colleagues in city government. I think that as as myself I'm speaking for myself but I have I have skin in the game like most of our council's here. We have student we have children that are in the in the uh, school system. My son's a senior. When I found out today one of the cuts is we do not have ahead of guidance at medford high school to me that's appalling i think that's 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 terrible especially what we're seeing what's going to happen as kids return back to school with the covid crisis and not having someone in that position to lead what needs to be led is 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 to me a very very slippery slope but again again i have to sit back as A counselor, and look at this objectively, and say this is very difficult. We're asking the school system to cut three and a half million dollars from a budget. So everybody, I've also gotten contact that you know, I got one email saying that we drastically underfund the school system for years while the city gets fatter and fatter. I don't know if it was meant literally, but I'm going to tell you something: we haven't been. We are, on, we are on a thin line when it comes to fire, police, DPW. But we also will be looking at the same difficulties in the next few weeks. So I caution everybody to be alarmed because I'm alarmed as a parent. As my former colleagues and friends, they're alarmed as teachers. The word gets out to the children. They're alarmed. My children are alarmed from what they've heard some of the teachers that were cut. So what I'm saying is let's stay focused. Let's try to get through the next couple of weeks the best we can, not pitting each other against each other, and try to find a way that we can all work together and try to do the best we can in this trying, trying times. We're no different than Brookline or Winchester or Somerville. Everybody's cutting. Everybody and I know we're all waiting for the governor to come down and say if the federal government's not gonna do it I'm gonna pull a billion dollars out of the rainy day account and I'm gonna I'm gonna fund I'm gonna fund uh, Education I'm gonna send funding right down to the uh, cities and cities and towns to bring them back. We can only hope we can wish But that's a possibility. But again, I'm gonna say it again please We've often had school committee members on, this, on this, uh, uh, this meeting and these calls. I, I hope somebody's here so they can bring it back to their colleagues. Please do not scream the sky is falling and point fingers. Let's take a, a deep breath as a community. Find a way to bring it all together, working together, to do what's best for our whole community. Thank you, Mr. President.
5: Thank you, Councilor Scott Kelly. Councilor Merrill. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, So I thank Vice President Caravella for bringing this forward, but I just have one concern with this. So it was my understanding that at our most recent budget update, our independent auditor suggested that we use the free cash um, a certain amount, I think, um six million or somewhere around there was referenced. Obviously that's up to the mayor. Um, but because we could get enough local receipts back to bring us back to the level um, we're at now and maintain our bond rating. So considering cuts are already being made that have been referenced and the fact that school um, will be much more expensive to run, it doesn't seem to me to be in the best interest of our city and our schools to then take any money we might get from a bailout um, and put that back into free cash. I feel like because the independent auditor said we're able to get back up to a good level with the receipts coming in, that money that, you know, again, we don't know if this money is ever coming, but if it does come, that be put back in to make up for those cuts that are already happening and bring people on and secure people's jobs and make sure our school is prepared um, and our city services are prepared um, for this coming fall. So um, unless it's amended, I can't vote for this at this point, just because I, I, I don't think that um, taking that money um, and not applying it where it's most needed is, is the most prudent decision. So thank you. Thank you, Councilor Morrell. Uh, Councilor Beers.
6: Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I uh, thank everyone who's spoken so far. Uh, I agree with Councilor Morrell, uh, as concern around um, that this money might be better used. You know, I think one of the big concerns right now is the average estimate for a district to uh school district to go back to school with all the COVID stuff is over a million and a half dollars i think that stands for medford as well so you know we're in a bad place we're cutting significant amounts from the budget i mean as councilor morrell said and i think as councilor carviello's motion is intended the plan is already to cover the deficit with free cash even with that in place, we're, we're in, we're seeing big cuts and layoffs and positions that won't get filled. And, you know, seniors who won't have guidance counselors, um, you know, head of guidance, I should say. So uh, that's, you know, we, the free cash won't get us out of this. Um, it, it's, it's not enough to stop cuts on the school side or the city side, which are, are already in des- in a desperate place. So um, yeah, it's certainly, I, you know, we, we can't be making cuts like this right now. I know that we're in a difficult budget situation, but these are essential services and, um, you know, students are gonna need more, the city's gonna need more, and we're gonna be asking people to do uh, more with less. And we know how that turns out and how that's turned out historically. So, um, you know, we, there's not enough free cash to fix this problem is my understanding. I hope that changes.
1: Thank you, council of peers. Uh, Vice president Carville.
3: Uh, you know mr. president I you know Councillor Bears and Councilor May make uh, good points that there 's not enough money here uh to uh fix this problem, but again um uh, we've already done our major borrowing for the city of Medford. so uh, i mean the the library's been funded, the police station has been funded, so um there's no big borrowing projects uh currently on the horizon right now uh so uh, and let's say uh money is at its lowest point uh, ever so um uh, if if uh, if this be the case, I mean, the the mayor is only going to have to come to us and ask us for this money, anyways. But, uh, so uh, I'm trying to give her uh, the leverage, so uh, so she doesn't have to come to us at budget time. But let's say, and, and I know she's talked about spending six and a half million dollars, but again, you're going to have to vote on this coming down the line. Uh, so if, and 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 if you say you're not going to vote for her because <coughs> you've got enough money. And I'm I'm a little confused, but I'm looking to save uh, you know as many jobs as they're. And let me tell you, this is not this is something I've I haven't supported in the past. I I've, I've you know I I voted against this myself in the past. Uh, but again, you know these are these are difficult times, and uh, I think uh, we're doing uh, the prudent thing uh, going forward uh, for the time being. And let's say any money comes in should be replenished back into free cash. And, and, you know, and the word "free" it's the people's money. It's not free. Nothing in this world is free. So please don't. I, I don't know where that term ever came from, but it belongs to the, the residents of Medford, and we should use it as we see fit. So that's all I have to say, Mr. President, at the moment. Thank
1: you, Vice President Carviello. We have Councilor Morel.
5: My Councilor Marks. Councilor Morel. Thank you, Mr. President. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify what I was saying. I'm not saying I'm going to vote against the mayor using free cash. What I'm saying is the way this current resolution is written, the second part I do disagree with because I think if a federal bailout or a state level bailout or something comes down, that money should then be applied to the cuts that have already been made and to secure um, to secure positions within the the, the schools in the city. So that's where my level of disagreement is. I'm not going to vote against free cash. But just the way this resolution is written. Um, I, I don't agree with the second part. So I just want to clarify that. So thank you. Thank you, Council Merle. Council Marks.
7: Mr. President, also to clarify, the six point whatever it was two or three million that the mayor did say uh, she was going to take out of free cash does not change any of the circumstances which are currently taking place right now, uh, which are the cuts within the city and the school side. So anything else that happens would be in addition to that. Um, so I think we've got to be mindful. That $6 million brings us to where we are right now. Um, and many of us want to go further than that. But, uh, you know, uh, we're going to have to wait and see. I think it is a wait-and-see game right now. And I've been saying that for the last month and a half uh, regarding local receipts and regarding, uh, you know, uh, hopefully some type of bailout and so forth. Um, so that's my hope, Mr. President. Thank you. Thank you, Consul Marks. Maybe I'll take to speak
1: on
2: this issue. Okay, uh Clerk Curtovese have you received any emails on this? I have not, Mr. President. Yep. <clears throat> any other comments from the public?
8: Um I have a comment, Mr. President.
1: Oh, okay, I'm sorry, Council Knight.
8: I haven't heard anything for the last twenty minutes. All right, I'm having significant technical difficulties. I'm just sitting here looking at frozen screens. So again, I ask for your leadership uh, moving forward to get us back in the council chambers.
2: I'm trying my best. So I'm hopefully we'll have an update for you tomorrow. Can you hear us?
8: Uh, somewhat, Mr. President, uh, somewhat. Um, but let's move the question.
1: Okay, on the motion of Vice President Caviello seconded by Councilor Knight. Okay. So I got nothing. Oh, it's not, okay. I'm sorry. Second above. Does this resolution have a second?
8: Mr. Pre- I'm uncomfortable seconding it, Mr. President, because I missed the whole entire the, the whole entire presentation. So you know. Mr.
7: President. Okay. If, uh, Councilor Marks. If I could, Mr. President. Yes. I, I, I know where Councilor Caviello, Vice President Caviello is coming from with this. Um, we were told a couple of weeks ago that the mayor was committing, I think it was 6.2 or 6.5 million from free cash. So I'm Correct. not quite sure what this resolution does. The, the, only the mayor can appropriate, the council cannot appropriate. We can make recommendations. So I'm not quite sure if this is just a feel good type thing. Um, and even then, it doesn't feel good because the cuts are still taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, I'm not quite sure what this actually does um well,
3: it, it, vice president kar vice president again uh at some point the mayor will have to come to us for this money uh but i i think that uh, if i'm if i'm hearing uh correctly um uh, i i don't know if 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 she when she comes to us if we're gonna support it well i i th- i think i think i think marks i mean to me it's like when i the
1: responsibility is of the mayor to come to us.
3: Yeah, I, the, and I the, understand the, the that. The free cash requests. Right. I understand that.
1: And I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to, you know, reach out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, the, the request has to come from the administration as to how they want to kind of bridge the gap. Uh, councillor Scarpelli would like to make a comment. Counselor Scarpelli. If I can, I, I thank you, Mr. President. And Vice President uh, Caviello,
4: I understand what you're saying, but I, I would... After we go through our process, I would also um, support the mayor in looking at free cash to to assist us in this financial dilemma. But I think right now, not knowing what's happening and um, to to take from ask ask for to come back and take more with the r- negative ramifications, especially with our bond rating, I I, I can't support this. I think that. You know, I at least want to sit through Saturday's meeting to see how bad, um, you know, how bad things look on the city side. So uh, that that's the reason why I, I, not to say that I wouldn't support it moving forward, uh, but right now, like I said, it's we we need to we need to take a deep breath and uh, hear all the sides and then figure this out. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Councilor Scott Pelly, Councilor Pierce.
6: Just a question for you, actually, Mister President. Um, What is the plan schedule? Just, you know, public's watching. We're talking about the debate. We're talking about our meeting Saturday. Uh, What's our plan there? What's the schedule for those meetings?
1: So I did hear back from uh, the uh, chief chief of staff today. Um, So I believe what we're going to do is uh, uh, meet on Saturday uh, with, uh, I think it's going to be police, fire, DPW, and then um, the next meeting will probably be uh, probably next um, Monday and uh, probably do committee all Tuesday and maybe next Wednesday. That I haven't kind of got that far yet as far as the scheduling piece goes. As far as getting it to City Hall, um, that that I'm working on that as well. And uh, as far as um, budget books, I've been told we should receive a budget book Thursday afternoon. At Thursday afternoon. Uh, one of my concerns is if we don't get a budget book until Thursday night. Is that gonna give the council enough time to review, to take up police fire in DPW, which is kind of like the big three on Saturday. So that's my concern, I'm kind of, I'm kind of wrestling with, uh, with whether or not, you know, if we don't get that budget book, I mean, I wanna make sure, to me, the way I look at it is this, especially if we're gonna be looking at a budget, we wanna make sure that the council has enough time to look at the budget for those departments that we're gonna meet with on Saturday to process the information, and ask, you know, good questions and have a good, you know, truthful discussion. You know, if we get the budget book, you know, late, that's not going to be beneficial to anyone that's involved in this process.
7: Port, point of information, Mr. Yes, President. Point
1: of information, got
7: Just so you know, to some of us, uh, Thursday afternoon is the same as Thursday night. Yeah. That, ha- that happen to be working. So exactly. um, So it's not much of a difference to me. That That's still uh, late in the game. I appreciate you've been, of all people, you – been pushing for this for so long, but it really gives us very little time and such a pressing budget to take a look at it Thursday night and then Saturday morning meet early Saturday morning. And that's uh, my concern. So I I, right.
1: I to be to be honest with you, and I apologize for interrupting. I don't know yet if that Saturday is gonna be police fire and DPW. That I think needs to probably be juggled around because of the uh, the timing of the book. It it doesn't really make sense to have three big departments you know, and we have minimal time to review. So so
2: I completely Thank hear you. what you're saying. Thank,
6: Thank you. Just, just, just to, for the folks watching, so keep an eye out that, you know, at le- as early as Saturday and certainly next week, there are going to be multiple budget meetings held by the council. And um, is the Saturday up in the air still? Maybe, maybe not. Or should people really be preparing for that?
1: We're aiming for Saturday.
6: All right, good, and just yeah, and will that be that'll be public online as well on on the team.
1: Councilor Beards, it's all public all the time.
6: Yeah, just want to make sure.
1: <laughs> <So> <laughs>
6: Saturday Saturday morning cartoons.
7: <laughs> uh, so point of information, Mister President. Just point a- of information, Councilor Marks. So, so when will the budget book be available for the general public? Uh, you know, that's another
1: good question. Um. I'm I have to get clarification. I assume when we get it on Thursday, that they would get it, They, they that a copy would, uh, an electronic copy would go as well.
2: But let
1: if me confirm.
7: If, if, if it's not the case, Mr. President, it's incumbent upon us not to have the meeting on Saturday, because I don't think uh, it's fair if we're the only ones that have access to a budget book, and then we're inviting <laughs> the general public to participate, and they have no access to the budget. Absolutely. Uh, so, so that's not fair either. So I, I would say this should be a wait and see, Mr. President, before we set up the date, uh, because that budget book has to be available to everyone in the community as well as the council. Not
1: well, correct. Uh, let's see, we get a number of questions Yes. So uh, we have council tonight, then counsel, Vice President Carvillio, council tonight.
8: Um, Yes, Mr. President, Uh, I think we've taken the wait-and-see approach for quite a bit of time. Um, We have 15, 14, 14 days left um, before our budget expires, before the close of the fiscal year. Uh, We've been very patient. We've uh, been calling for this budget now for the better part of six months. Um, We had a commitment that we were going to get it. We haven't gotten it. Um, I don't understand why. Um, We have a consultant that's given us forecasted revenues. Um, The consultant we're paying money for to do this is the advice that we should be listening to. Um, So with that being said, Mr. President, I'm very disappointed um, that we haven't been able to get this budget book. I know it's no reflection of your leadership, Mr. President. It's a reflection of the corner office. Um, And, you know, I'm very concerned about the direction this community is going in financially. Um, I echo some of the concerns that my colleagues have made relative to uh, the lack of understanding of the school budget process that's going on by some of our elected officials. Um, So with that being said, Mr. President, it's going to be very important that we get in there and sit down in a room where we can all work this out. Um, so with that being said, I echo uh, some of the sentiments of my council colleagues, um, but you know, we need to get this thing moving. And if the administration doesn't want to participate, that's sad, um, but we need to start calling department heads in and and start talking to them about what their needs are, whether or not the administration's ready to provide us with money or not, numbers or not. Um, it's time, Mr. President. It's time to address the elephant in the room. Thank you, Council Knight. Vice President Caviello.
3: Mr. President, uh, I make a motion to withdraw our... Uh, my resolution this evening.
1: Okay. Uh so the uh let's see, so clerk artemies
8: has to be disposed of. Yes, it's been introduced so, it. yeah, it's been introduced.
1: Okay, so it's been introduced, so uh, we want to receive it and place it on file?
3: Uh, uh fine. That's fine. Okay. So yeah. thank you.
2: On the motion of uh Vice
1: President Cardiolo. Is that going to Council of Bears to receive and place on
0: file? You ready for the roll call?
1: Yes, roll call, please.
0: Council Bears. yes. Vice President Carabiello. yes. Council Knight, yes. Council Marks, yes. Council Morel, yes. Council Scarpelli,
1: yes.
0: President Falco,
1: yes. Seventy affirmative, zero the negative. The paper is received and placed on file.
8: Motion to suspend the rules, Mr. President.
1: On the motion of Councilor Knight to suspend the rules, second by Second. Councilor Marks, clerk be, please call the roll.
8: Uh, the purpose being, Mr. President, no, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Go ahead. What know. Go ahead. I'm the purpose being to call paper 20435 and 20436 out of one of financial papers communications from the mayor.
1: Okay, clerk Hernebees, please call the roll. Councilor Bares. Yes.
0: Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Councilor Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morrell? Yes. Councilor Scarpelli? Yes. President Falco?
1: Yes, send the affirmative zero. In the negative, the motion passes. The rules are suspended. 20-435, these are communications from the mayor. To the honorable president and members of the Meckford City Council, City Hall, Meckford, Massachusetts, 02155. Dear Mr. President and city councilors, I respectfully request and recommend that your honorable body approve a recommendation of the Community Preservation Committee the Community Preservation Fund revenues in the amount of $1,746,400. In addition, I respectfully request that your honorable body approve on recommendation on recommendation of the Community Preservation Committee, the Community Preservation Fund expenditures in the amount of $1,746,400 as follows. Open space, $174,640. Community housing, $174,000. $640. Historic preservation, $174,640. Administration, $87,320. General uh, remainder, $1,135,160 for a total of $1,746,400. Sincerely, uh, Brianna Longo Current Mayor let's see
8: uh uh um yes mr president uh we do have our um danielle evans from the office of community development here this evening uh might be helpful if she provided us with a breakdown of the paper but uh it's my understanding that annually we need to appropriate no less than 10 percent um of the total cpa revenues to the appropriate category um for which they're dedicated and um, i do believe that this paper is uh uh the goal of this paper is to uh comply with that but um, i'd like to uh, hear from uh danielle from ocd please
1: motion for approval mr president okay uh we, we have uh we're gonna hear from danielle first and then we'll, we will approve the paper danielle uh, evans let's see uh i'm going to unmute you
2: danielle. good evening danielle evans community preservation coordinator um, I believe that uh, Alicia is the one that submitted this, but I can s- definitely speak on behalf of it um, Yes, this is the the, the statutory minimums um, the 10% to the three um, program categories um, 5% that can go to admin and then the rest goes to the uh, general reserve um, at the t- when we um, actually get to the funding round where decisions are made on projects um, that gives us the most flexibility to um, fund projects that might not necessarily um, be a, a, an even split or just having to move from the different categories. Um, we, we never know what kind of projects we're gonna get.
8: Second Councilor Marks motion, Mr. President.
1: Thank you, Daniel. On the motion of Councilor of Mark, seconded by Councilor Knight. We have Roberta Cameron. Roberta.
9: Thank you, Um, as as you mentioned, this is just the annual appropriation that needs to be made, but I also wanted to let the council know that we have prepared a find an annual report that reports on our activities from the past year and projects what we have learned um, that our community needs are for the coming year. So I would invite the council to find that report or people watching this to find that report on the Community Preservation Committee's website. And I would also be happy to send a copy to the counselors if you would appreciate that. And to let people know that the funding round is open for the coming year. Um, so, for people um, who would like to apply for CPA funds um, using the 2020 funds, that application can now be accessed via the Community Preservation Committee's website and they can contact Danielle Evans for more information. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Roberta.
1: On the motion of Council of Mark, seconded by Council Knight, Clerk
2: please
0: Councilor Bears, Yes. Vice President Carabiello? Yes. Councilor Knight? Yes. Councilor Marks? Yes. Councilor Morrell? Yes. Councilor Scarpelli?
2: Yes.
0: President Falco?
1: Yes, in the affirmative zero and the negative motion, <laughs> passes. 20-436 to the Honorable President and members of the Memphis City Council, City Hall, Memphis, Massachusetts, 02155, Dear Mr. President and city councilors, I respectfully request and recommend that your honorable body approves a supplemental appropriation in the amount of $9,050.35 from premium reserve account 124 145 5971 0 904 to the general fund debt service account 010-710-5910. Alicia Nunley-Benjamin, Finance Director, is present to answer any uh, to answer any of the councilors' questions regarding this matter. Sincerely, Brianna Longo, current mayor. Let's see.
5: Uh, oh. Alicia. Good evening, councilors. Um, I submitted this paper because we have some um, interest due on a band, and that band actually sold at a premium of that nine thousand fifty thirty five. In the uh, Massachusetts Municipal Modernization Act that was passed back in 2016 allows for that premium to be used to pay against the debt service. So what I do is I take the premium, I put it in a receipt and then whenever I have debt service to pay off, I'm gonna come before your honorable body to use any premium to pay the debt service down. Any questions from the council?
8: Move approval, Mr. President.
7: Second. Question, Mr. President? Yes, Councilor Marks. this is kind of new to me. Is Have we done this in the past? In the past, what they used to do was just apply it and just do it themselves without bringing it before you.
5: But I'm putting it in the receipts reserved for account and coming before you to keep it in a transparent matter.
7: So it does sound unique. And that's why, because it was never presented to us.
5: Yeah, uh, this is a new
7: fund I just created. I, I second the motion, Mr. President. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, on the motion of Council
1: and Knight, uh, I believe uh, Vice President Carviello originally seconded it. Um, right? I thirded. <laughs> okay, third. <laughs> thirded by Council of Arms. Um Any uh, questions uh, from the Council? Any questions from the public? Okay, seeing and hearing none, Clerk Hurtivies, please call the roll. Councilor Bears. Yes.
0: Vice President Carviello. Yes. Councilor Knight. He's having troubles, I believe, again. Okay, uh, Council Marks. Yes. Yeah. Council Morrell. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Council Scarpelli. Yeah. Yes. President Falco.
2: Yes.
0: And I've got Council Knight. I can see him. Can you? Can- uh, so, uh, you sound like you're underwater, but it's a yes vote. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Seven the affirmative, zero in the negative. The motion passes. Thank yes.
5: you.
7: Thank you, counselors. Is there a motion to revert? before we do that, Mr. President? Yeah. That's all right. marks. Th- thank you, Mr. Pre- While we're under suspension, I just want to give my colleagues an update. Uh, about four or five weeks ago, I presented to the council, which was unanimously supported regarding uh, the intersection of Salt and Main Street. And yes. during my presentation, I mentioned that I was waiting to get Uh, feedback from Chief Buckley regarding the number of accidents at that location. And if you would indulge me for about 30 seconds, I just want to give you the update uh, to the members of uh, the council. Um, Chief Buckley looked at two areas of significance uh, that were shown on the um, accident map, uh, one being Maine and uh, Salt Street, and the other being uh, the surrounding area around Wellington Circle. Uh, Between the year of 2017 and 2020, uh, there were 139 accidents reported at the area of Maine and Salt Street. And uh, at Wellington Circle, between that same period, there were 202 accidents, Mr. President. Um, And as you can imagine, Wellington has uh, many feeder roads that go into Wellington Circle, as well as several routes that run through Wellington Circle. And if you notice the number of accidents uh, are very close in nature, Mr. President. And I think it uh, speaks volumes to what we need to do at the corner of South Maine. Um, and I just wanted to uh, present that information to my colleagues and I appreciate for you indulging me. Thank you, Councilor Marks. Motion
3: On the to revert motion. back to the regular business, Mr. President. or are in the suspension, M- Mr. President. To
1: revert back to the regular business, seconded by
8: Councilor Knight. Oh, Councilor Knight. I, I actually, Mr. President, I'm having a difficult time, so I, I just wanted to table uh, papers 20421, 20423, and 20425 uh, because of my connection. You know, I don't want to present a paper that you guys can hear me or that I can't hear you. Um, so I'd like to table those till next week.
1: To two, uh, so 20421, 20423, and 20425. That's correct, Mr. President. Okay, on the motion of Council tonight, to table 20421,
2: 20423,
1: and 20425, second and five.
0: Second. Council of Bears, Clark, please call the
1: roll. Council Bears, these will be tabled, tabled till next week.
0: Yes. Date certain. I'll put them back on the agenda for next week if you table them tonight.
2: Yes, thank you.
0: Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morel. Yes. yes. Councilor Scarpelli.
1: Yes.
0: President Falco.
1: Yes. Send the affirmative, zero in the negative. The motion passes in those. Under suspension, Mr. President. Uh, Councilor Knight, while well, we're in suspension.
8: Uh, at this moment mr president i'd like to withdraw paper 20424 and paper 20427 both questions have been asked and answered by the administration
1: Okay, uh 20424 20427 are both withdrawn okay thank you council tonight. on the motion of vice president Carviello, seconded by Councillor Scarpelli to revert back to the regular order of business. Clerk Hennebees, please call the roll.
0: Council Bears? Yes. Vice President Carabiello? Yes. Council Knight? Yes. Council Marks? Yes. Council Morel, Yes. Councilor Scarpelli?
2: Yes.
0: President Falco?
2: Yes,
1: seven the affirmative zero in the negative we will now revert to the regular order of business Uh, let's see two zero dash Four two two offered by right council tonight be a resolved that the method city council hold a moment of silence for those service members of our greatest generation Who made the ultimate sacrifice in name in the name of freedom on june 6
2: 1944? Council Knight.
8: Uh, Mr. President, thank you very much. Um, As we all know, uh, June 6th uh, is the anniversary of D-Day, where uh, many of uh, the young children of the greatest generation uh, stormed beaches uh, over in France and uh, fought against the axis of evil to uh, make a commitment to freedom, Mr. President. Um, So with that being said, I think it's very important that we recognize the sacrifices that were made by the young men and women during the uh, D-Day invasion and during World War II, and uh, also recognize the fact that the greatest generation uh, is something that we should emulate and uh, try to model ourselves upon, especially now during these difficult and trying times that we're facing. Uh, so with that being said, I ask my council colleagues to support the resolution in offering a moment, moment of silence uh, for those that were involved in the D-Day uh, invasions.
1: Thank you, Council Knight. Uh, any other comments? This resolution. Okay, on the motion of council tonight, seconded by
3: second, Mr. President.
1: Second by Vice President Carviello. Clerk please call the roll.
0: Council yes. Bears. Yes. Vice President Carviello? Yes. Council Knight. No. Yes. Thank you. Council Marks? Yes. Council Morrell? Yes. Councillor Scarpelli? Yes. President Falco?
1: Yes, the affirmative the zero and the negative. The motion passes at this point in time. I'd ask everyone to please
2: rise for a brief moment of silence. Thank
1: you. Uh, 20-426, offered by Vice President Carviello and Council tonight. Be resolved that the Memphis City Council extends its deep and sincere condolences to the family of Brian Rabbit on his recent passing. Vice President Carviello. Uh,
3: thank you, Mr. President. Uh- uh, an, another sad passing in our city. I, you know, I knew the the rabbit family for many, many years, and um, uh, and it was a shame to watch him suffer over the last few years um, uh, the way he had. But uh, I just want to offer my condolences to the rabbit family uh, and his children on, on his passing. And um, and I refer to our councilor Knight. Thank you,
2: Vice President Carvajal, councilor Knight.
8: Uh, Mr. President, thank you very much. Um, I had the great opportunity of meeting Brian Rabbit back when I was playing Pop Warner for his father, Jack Rabbit, and his brother, Jimmy, uh, as my coach, on the A-Squad as a young kid, and um, I also had the pleasure of representing him as his business agent, union rep, uh, when I worked for the union, and over the years, we've been able to develop a great friendship, and I think it's very important, Mr. President, that we point out um, any time that you turn on the water in your house, you should thank Brian Rabbit and think of Brian Rabbit. Every time that you run the dishwasher, every time that you take a shower, every time that you get a drink of water, you should think of Brian Rabbit. Every time you see a fire department attach a hose to that fire hydrant outside your house, you should thank Brian Rabbit because he spent the better part of the last three decades, Mr. President, in the trenches doing the dirty work, the stuff that people don't get credit for. Um, Brian was one hell of a worker, probably the hardest working man in show business when it came to uh, DPW staff. Uh, there wasn't never a time that I saw him that he wasn't either going to or coming from work. Uh, the guy was uh, constantly working, constantly covered in mud and dust and dirt from being in those trenches. And uh, he's going to be sadly missed, Mr. President. Not only was he was a good friend, but he was a great asset and a great public servant. And I offer my condolences to the family.
7: Thank you, Counselor Knight. Uh, Council uh, thank you, Mr. President, and I want to thank my colleagues for putting this on. Uh, what Counselor Knight just mentioned about Brian sums it up. Uh, he kept our infrastructure going. Uh, think about it, a system that's 150 years old uh, with pipes that are actually made out of wood, some of our old water pipes, Mr. President. Uh, he was a man that uh, kept the infrastructure going, never questioned his job. When there was a leak at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, you'd see Brian Rabbit's head hanging out of the hole in the middle of the street, Mr. President. That was the type of dedication he had. Uh, and, and then, Mr. President, uh, you had someone that fought an illness, uh, devastating illness, for many years, and never said, woe was me. Always had a smile, a good word to say, and he will be sorely missed, Mr. President. I thank my colleagues for putting this on. Thank you, Councilor Marks. Uh Councilor Scott
4: Kelly. Uh, Thank you, Mr. President. Um, just to follow up, I know that my fellow counsels talked about uh, Mr. Rabbit in glowing terms, but again, I, I, I'd have to share those same sentiments. Um, he was someone who kept the city going and people wanna know if everything's so difficult and numbers are so so limited in employment here DPW, How do they make it work? People like Mr. Rabbit is the reason why it works. Um, Like Councilor Knight and Counselor Mark said, he's the the guy in the hole. Um, And he's the one that's always coming out dirty, making sure that uh, everything works properly. You know, I saw him a few months back here right on Butler Street, and he was, uh, you know, digging right in there and going to work and making sure my neighbors had their water, just had a, had a newborn and uh he worked diligently to make sure that that everybody was happy so um it's a sad day it's a sad day because if you know i remember going to his time and uh the amount of people that were there and the impact he made on people and i know um uh mayor uh, i believe uh mayor burke uh named the date after him uh, in in um in his honor so he he deserves everything he gets. He fought the battle hard, and uh, his family should be proud in that he taught him how to, taught them how to uh, to to live with dignity in its very difficult time. So, God bless him and uh, and wish his family luck. So, thank you.
1: Thank you, Counselor Scarfilly. Uh and, and if I may, I, I had only met Brian a few times, um, and he's very nice guy. And and uh, but you know the things that I always heard about him was how he was so dedicated to what he did in his work and, and to our community for so many years. And, uh, and he was just an all around great guy. So um, uh, our thoughts and prayers go to his family and his friends. And uh, we thank him for his many years of service to our community. Um, I believe there was someone who had a hand up I thought that wanted to speak, maybe, maybe not. Okay.
7: On the motion of, let's see, Councilor Vice President Caviello and Councilor Knight. Mr. President, if we could dedicate this uh, meeting in the memory of uh, Brian Rabbit. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Um, On the
1: motion of, uh, let's see, Vice President Caviello and Councilor Knight, seconded by Councilor Marks, uh, and also that we dedicate this uh, meeting in uh, Brian Rabbit's honor. Uh, Clerk, please call the roll.
0: Councilor Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Council Morrill. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco.
1: Yes. Send the affirmative zero and the negative. The motion passes. At this point in time, I ask everyone
2: to please rise for a brief moment of silence. Thank
1: you. Okay, 20-428, offered by Council tonight, be it so resolved that the city clerk issue a report to the council providing a list of all board and commission appointments under the purview of the council, including, but not limited to, name of the council appointee, date of appointment, length of term and expiration date of current council appointees in these positions. Councilor
8: Knight. Mr. President, thank you very much. I think this resolution is rather self-explanatory. What it is is a request for the city clerk to just chronicle who it is that's been appointed to city council appointments, when they were appointed, what their expiration date is, and whether or not we need to move forward um, with renewals or an open application process to solicit new applicants or um, maybe uh, offer some opportunity to uh, create some uh, new voices in the community. Uh, so with that being said, Mr. President, I thank you um, for entertaining this resolution. Um, again, I do apologize for the technical difficulties. Um, so with that being said, um, I'd ask for a council colleague to second the motion. I second the motion. On
1: the motion of council Knight, seconded by Councilor Scarpelli. Clerk, Cernabies, please call the roll. Actually, if I may, uh, before you call the roll. Are there any questions from the council or the public on this motion?
2: I have no emails on this topic, Mr. President. Thank you. Uh, we have a hand up here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bruce Dickinson, did you want to comment on this? Come necessary for one people. To dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. And to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and...
3: Are you still having technical difficulties
0: or not, Mr. President? That that sounded like the Declaration of Independence to me.
2: Please call a roll.
0: (laughs) Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carribial. Yes. Councilor Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morrell. Yes. Councilor Scarpelli. Sorry, the airplanes are so low, but yes, yes. I didn't (laughs) hear that. Thank you. President Falco.
1: Yes. Seven the affirmative, zero the negative. The motion passes. Michael, you'll be hearing that in a minute. I'm (laughs) sorry it now.
6: Move down the bottom of the hill and the highway drowns it out, <laughs> let me tell you.
1: <laughs> hey, 20-429, offered by Vice President Carriello. Be resolved that the Memphis City Council receive an answer from the Historical Commission on the status of 421 High Street, 421 High Street, regarding the Sincotti funeral home as the property has fallen into disrepair. Vice President Carriello.
3: Thank you, Mr. President. Mr. President, this is... um. Uh, I think a property that's come before the historical commission uh, for demolition and uh, uh, I don't know where it go- it was gone after that. I know there was a, uh, a board uh, placed in front of the property uh, that's that has since fallen down and the paper that was on it is gone and uh, You know the it could be cleaned up and uh, uh, Residents of the business community have been asking what the status of that property is so if we can get an answer from the historical commission Uh, On the status of that demolition or non-demolition and what's going on there be appreciated Thank you,
1: Vice President
8: Caviello Councilor Knight Yes, Mr. President, thank you very much and I thank Councilor Caviello for bringing this up Ultimately, um, you know, we have a demolition delay ordinance that calls for an 18-month period Uh, for demolition delay. And, um, you know, it was a measure that was put forth with good intentions, but I think this is one of the areas um, that we need to look at uh, going forward is the negative impact that an 18-month demolition delay will have. Um, If a person buys a property and they have to wait 18 months uh, to demolish it, then um, there could be the potential where, circumstances that we're in right now happen, where um, you know they let the property fall into disrepair for a period of a year and a half, um, let that demolition delay window pass, and then
2: all night we lost
8: you all night. Get, get deemed as a historically significant building I mean the only thing historically significant about Pacelli's is the curtain on the, the curtains in the third floor apartment um, you know so I, I think it's really something that we need to look at mr. president um, as I sit here and speak and look at the screen, everybody's frozen it looks like I'm in a museum, so I'm going to rest my case uh, but thank you very much
1: <laughs> Thank you council and I
3: Vice president Caviello and I say mr president this is in the uh, business district and in- it doesn't bode well for the other businesses uh, that are in that area. So um, I, 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 if, if we can get an answer, that would be greatly appreciated.
1: Thank you, Vice President Carviello. On the motion, actually, are there any questions from the council on this issue? Any, any, uh, any questions from the public? Okay, seeing and hearing none. Clerk Hernevis, please call the roll.
0: Is there a second? I'm sorry, I missed the second. Is there a
1: second on the uh, Vice President Caviello's resolution? <laughs> yes, yeah, second. 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 Councilor Scarpelli.
2: Second. Here comes the roll call. Councilor Bears. Yes. Vice President Carviello. Yes. Councilor, Mar- uh, Councilor Knight. Councilor Knight, Council you there?
0: We're going to skip him, go to Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell? Yes. Councilor Scarpelli? Yes. yes. President Falco? Yes. All right, I've got Councilor Knight. Uh, we're still waiting on a vote from Councilor Knight.
5: He sent a message in the chat. Oh, let's see, look at the chat here.
0: Uh he says he has no audio. He
1: has no audio.
0: Okay. Um, do you want me to try and get his uh, vote by out of the chat? Let's
1: see if we can get it from that there. We can.
2: Hang on. I can't get him in the chat. Hang on just a second. Yeah. Let's see. If-
0: I don't, yeah, he's going
2: he's gone from the chat hang
7: on can we table it until he comes back mr president i mean in uh, the waiting coming. room hang After. on we'll let him After. i'm letting him back in forward he's in forward.
0: he's in any anybody other all the counselors are co-hosts so if you see him if you
2: actually see him come into the room just unmute him please yep there you are Councilman, if you, can, if you can hear us, we're still waiting on your vote
0: on this, on
8: this uh, one time. Uh, yes. Thank you. The, it's on the Council of, Council of Caviello's paper. That's correct. We haven't gotten any other,
0: any other papers yet.
10: Thank you.
1: At 78, affirmative, zero in the negative. The motion passes. Vice uh, President Caviello, would, could you please take the chair for the next uh, several resolutions?
3: Thank you, Mr. President two zero four three zero offered by President Falco be it resolved that the street sign at the intersection of Spring Street Extension in Lambert Street be replaced. President Falco.
1: Thank you, thank you President Cariello. Uh I bring this forward uh, tonight. Um, I've spent a lot of time in um, the uh, Salem Street Business District over the past few months during the COVID-19 outbreak giving out uh, you know meals to uh, part of the Grab and Go program giving out meals Uh, lunches on a daily basis and as you sit around of course you see different things in the neighborhood and um you know it's it's one of those you know Salem Street and that Salem Street business area is really a gateway to our community and we really need to take a look at that and uh hopefully you know uh you know beautify it in some way and I noticed they've done some flowers which is nice the MBTA finally cut the lawn last week which is nice as well. It was uh, probably about two and a half feet tall. Uh, but um, the, the street sign at the intersection of um, Spring Street Extension and Lambert Street, I'm asking that to be replaced. Uh, the pole is practically bent in half and uh, you can barely read the sign. So if we could just have those street signs replaced, uh, I'd greatly appreciate
3: it. Any questions from the council? Mr. President? Councilor Mox.
7: Just to follow up, I want to thank uh, President Falco for putting this on uh, I just want to reiterate, Mr. President, there is $50,000 currently available in uh, a city account to, uh, for each business district. Uh, the only uh, business district that has gotten together and put together a full plan and is now realizing some of uh, the benefits to the $50,000 is the West Method Business Association. So I would, I would ask, Mr. President, that all the other business associations, Get together, put together a plan, and Mayor Lungo Kern uh, wants to make sure that this money that's been available for, I think, close to four years now gets dispersed so we can do some of the improvements that uh, President Falco just spoke about.
3: Councilor the from what I'm told, the West Memphis improvements were donated from the uh, generosity of the East Cambridge Savings Bank.
7: Um, I've been told otherwise. Okay, well, that's, that's what that, that may have been part of it, but I've been told that they okay. uh, used uh, their uh, portion of their money uh, from the parking program. Okay.
3: All right, on the motion of President Falco, second and by. Second. Second by Councilor Bears. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll.
0: Councilor Bears.
2: Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Councilor Knight. Councilor
0: Knight? Councilor Knight has no audio again. Hang on just a second. Councilor Marks? Yes. Councilor Morrell? Yes. Councilor Scarpelli?
2: Yes.
0: President Falco? Yes. I was supposed to call Vice President Carabiello at the end. I called him second. I apologize for that. Let me see if I can reach Councilor Knight for his vote.
8: Uh, Mr. Clerk, that would be a yes. And I sent you. you a text message as well.
0: I got it. Thank you very much. Just got the text. Thank you. That's a yes. 7 zero.
3: 7 in the affirmative. Uh, motion passes. 20431, offered by President Falco. Be it resolved <coughs> that the tree stump in front of the MBTA building on Salem Street be removed in the interest of public safety. President Falco.
1: Thank you, uh, President Caviello. Uh, this is similar to the last one, um, the last resolution. Um, just uh, that there's this tree, tree stump that looks like it's been there forever. Uh, it needs to be removed. Uh, that's a sidewalk that is heavily traversed. Uh, a lot of people going in between uh, Salem Street and the shopping plaza there. So if we could just have that removed in the interest of public safety, I'd greatly appreciate that. Thank you, Mr. President. Move
3: uh, On the motion by President Falco, seconded by Councilor Max. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll.
0: Council Bears? Yes.
2: Vice President Carbiello? Yes. Council Knight? Council Knight has texted me a yes.
0: Council Marks? Yes. Council Morrell? Yes. Council Scarpelli? Yes. President Falco?
3: Yes. Definitely affirmative. Motion passes. Two zero four three two, offered by President Falco. Be it resolved that the crosswalks uh, in Hay Square. President Cabriello. Yes. If I
1: wouldn't mind, I'm not sure if Councilor Marx is agreeable, but would you like to join these last two resolutions?
3: Uh, we're doing, we're doing the uh, crosswalk first. Oh, okay, perfect. W- I'm ahead of myself. I apologize. <laughs> be it resolved that the crosswalks in Haynes Square be repainted in the interest of public safety, President Falco.
1: Thank you, uh, President Carbiello. Um uh, I just wanted to see if we could get the uh, crosswalks in Haynes Square repainted in the interest of public safety uh, A lot of the crosswalks in that area are faded. It's a high traffic area are a lot of people that uh, cross from spring over to um, Over to by uh, modern highway in that area there So um, if we could just have all those crosswalks uh, just repainted in the interest of public safety I'd greatly appreciate it
3: Any other questions? Uh the motion by, by President Falco seconded by
2: second second
3: seconded by Councilor Marks. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll.
2: Councilor Bears. Yes. Councilor Knight.
0: Councilor Knight has texted me a yes vote. And he's nodding his head yes on the uh, on the screen. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morrell? Yes. Councilor Scarpelli? Yes. President Falco, yes. Vice President Caraviello.
3: yes. Seventy affirmative motion passes. Two zero four three three and two zero four three four by Councilor Marks. Uh, the same. If we could, re- if we could do them together, Councilors, is that okay? I name. Okay. Yes. Offered by President Falco and Councilor Marks. Be it resolved. Technically,
0: you them. need to vote to join that.
3: Okay. Okay. Do we have a motion to join two zero four three three and two zero four three four? Motion
2: 204? to join. Second. Uh,
3: Motion by uh, by council president Falco, seconded by Councillor Bears. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Council
2: Bears. Yes. Uh Councilor Knight.
0: Councilor Knight is nodding his head. Yes. I'm taking that as a yes. He has no audio. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morrell? Yes. Councillor Scarpelli? Yes. President Falco. Yes. And then Vice President Carviello. Yes. And just Governor for the Governor. record, just for the record, I also received a text from Councilor Knight uh, with a yes vote to, to, uh, to join these motions. So he has indicated a, a yes by text and by nodding his head. Okay. Uh, okay. 20433 and
3: 20434 offered by President Falco and Councillor Marks. Be it resolved that the MBTA representative be asked to appear before the Method City Council to explain why the 325, 326 bus routes are being eliminated. Uh, President Falco, uh,
1: thank you, uh, thank you, President Carriello. Uh, I bring this resolution tonight because I have received a, numerous emails uh, regarding the 325 and 326 bus routes. Um, this is a, it's actually a. Uh, also bus route that I take on a daily basis when I'm working in uh, uh, I know uh, Councilor Mark says too we're longtime riders and uh, there are many many people that depend on these bus routes on a daily basis to get to and from uh, Boston and uh, they're very convenient to the people in our community and uh, uh, there are many members of our community that depend on these bus routes on a daily basis now I've received messages that they're being eliminated. I also received a phone call today from Representative Donato and told me uh, they were being temporarily taken out of service. Uh, he did tell me, um, actually he assured me, that uh, that they would be reinstated in uh, mid-July, uh, which to me was, uh, uh, it felt better about it. Um, but um, still with that being said, I know the MBTA, MBTA has been trying to eliminate these bus routes for a number of years. Uh, this is, uh, I know they tried to eliminate them twice before and uh, we fought back actually at one point with the help of the clerk, uh, he helped us out with it and um, we were able to uh, bring, uh, maintain those bus routes and keep them uh, uh, servicing uh, West Medford and uh, North Medford. Um, uh, and like, like I said, these are important bus routes. I just wanted to uh, make sure that they're not eliminated completely. I know the MBTA has been trying to eliminate them. I know our Representative Donato says it's temporary, but to me, I, I, I still have concerns. It's the MBTA. I know they're trying to save money. I just want to make sure they're here for us, and that's why I wanted to hear um, uh, fr- from a, a member, of the a representative from the MBTA, that could explain further. I know that ridership has been down during COVID nineteen, but um, you know, I, I, I still have concerns that they're going to be eliminated. Um, so.
3: Uh, So that's that's why I bring this forward tonight. Thank you.
7: Councilor Mox. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I want to thank President Falco. He did an excellent job explaining that. Uh, I, too, want to thank Representative Donato, who immediately got on the phone and talked to uh, representatives of the MBTA, who uh, did assure him, uh, I was told within the next two or three weeks, that it would be fully um, reinstalled, the uh, bus routes. Um, as uh, President Falco mentioned, that has been a bone of contention with uh, area residents that take the express bus, Mr. President, uh, into town. And uh, I think we all can remember when they tried to cut back a few of uh, the routes and the bus was filled to capacity, over which uh, is a, a requirement that the MBTA has for safety concerns, and they still allowed it to exist until the members of the Medford City Council Uh, got involved, Mr. President, and we were able to uh, reinstitute some of the cut routes uh, for the 325 and 326. Um, So I'm hoping uh, within the next two or three weeks, according to Rep. Donato, uh, this will be uh, reinstituted because there's a need, Mr. President. Uh, And it clearly um, shows that uh, there is a need in this community to uh, use both the 325 and the 326. And I want to mm-hmm. thank uh, President Falco for offering this as well.
6: Thank,
3: thank you. you Council
7: Council Knox. Councilor did you have your hand up?
6: I did. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. Um, I just wanted to add uh, that, you know, I, President Falco takes the bus every day. I couldn't say it better than him, but, you know, this is a time when we need more bus service, when we want to have fewer people packed into buses and trains. I mean, the, the, the emails I got were, you know obviously inconvenience I need to get to work but it was you know now I'm gonna have to put myself in more danger transfer between multiple trains just to get to the same location that I would by the bus so you know it's an important transit issue and we need more bus service but it's a health issue for people during this pandemic.
3: Thank you. Uh, any other questions by the council? Uh, the motion by uh, President Falco and Council second seconded by Council Scott Pelly. Mr. Clerk please call the roll.
2: Councillor Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Sorry, I was supposed
0: to call you last. I apologize. That's right. Um Councilor Knight texted me that he's a yes on this. Councilor Marks? Yes. Councilor Morrell? Yes. Councilor Scarpelli? Yes. President Falco.
3: Yes. <laughs> Seven the <laughs> of the that, I
0: called that, of that totally out of order. Sorry about that.
3: Seven the of the motion passes. I'll re- re- brought the chair back to President Falco. Thank you, President Gabriella.
1: Uh, reports of committees, 19-659 and 20-042, June 2nd, 2020. Uh, Committee of the Whole report. Uh, let's see. Um, Let's see. uh, The purpose of the meeting uh, was to review and discuss the proposed marijuana ordinance uh, and review and discuss the maps. Um, Let's see. uh, Yes. uh, Building Commissioner Moki and Tim McGivern, our uh, city engineer, uh, went through with us. uh, We talked about the maps and uh, um, the the buffer zones uh, and the the number of feet uh, for each of the buffer zones. And uh, we actually in the end uh, voted this paper out of committee and it, the paper took a reading uh, last week on the motion for approval. motion for approval by Vice President Caviello, seconded by Second Lots Second. marks. Clerk please call the roll.
0: Council Bears, yes, Vice President Caraviello, yes, Council Knight has texted me to indicate a yes vote, Council Marks. Yes. Councilor Morrell. Yes. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco.
1: Yes. Seven the affirmative, zero in the negative. The motion passes. 20 327, June 4th. Committee the whole report. The uh, purpose of the meeting was to receive an update from the administration regarding fiscal year 2020 city budget. In fiscal year 2021 budget. uh, Let's see. We received an update from. uh, uh, Ms. Dunley, Ms. Dunley, Benjamin and Mr. Roselli.
7: Motion for approval, Mr. President. A motion you, Mr. of
1: approval from Councilor Marks, seconded by Vice President Caviello. Clerk, here to be, please call the roll.
0: Councilor Bears. Yes. Vice President carviello Yes. Councilor Knight has texted me to indicate a yes vote. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell. Yes. Councillor Scarpelli. Yes. yes. President Falco.
1: Yes, sending the affirmative zero and the negative. The motion passes. 19-401, June 9, 2020. Committee the whole report. Uh, this the purpose of this meeting uh, was to discuss the brewery and tasting room ordinances. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the brewery and tasting room ordinance. Um, we conclude the meeting by sending the uh, paper to city solicitor Scanlon which she's going to um, make updates to that and send it back to us. And at that point, uh, we'll move forward with uh, that issue.
3: On motion the motion of- Motion to accept, Mr. President. Motion
1: of Vice President Carviello, second by. Second. Councilor Scott Kelly, Clerk Hernevis, please call the roll.
6: Councilor Bears. Abstain due to uh, conflict. of Oh, interest. correct,
1: yes.
0: Thank you. Vice President Carabiello? Yes. Council Knight has, uh, has texted to indicate a yes vote. Council Marks. Yes. Council morell Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco.
1: Yes. Six of the affirmative, zero in the negative, and one abstention. The report is approved. Next item is public participation. Uh, to, Let's see, um 20-437. And I apologize if I get this wrong. liner, uh, 374 Winthrop Street, Medford Massachusetts, 02155, to discuss police training and reform.
10: Thank you, President Falco. I hey. appreciate you giving me the chance to speak and address all of you. Um, hey. so uh, so I'd like to take a second to talk to everyone about the need for police reform in the context of what we're seeing nationwide and locally here in the, in the greater Boston area with protests. Um, I think everyone would agree that, that police are very important. They have a dangerous job and they have to go out and deal with many of kind of the worst of our community. When there's a problem, when there's a crime, they're the ones that get sent in. They're the ones that have to go and deal with that. And as a result, we give them a lot of leeway and we cut them a lot of slack when it comes to how they interact with people. They get licensed to use force that other people wouldn't be able to use. And we give them the benefit of the doubt so when something goes wrong, we we tend to believe them. Um, But then things sometimes do go wrong and sometimes they go wrong horribly as we've seen multiple times across the nation with people getting killed. We've seen George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, more recently, Brooks I'm going to get his last his first name wrong they were they were killed at the hands of police and they you know these deaths didn't need to happen um, and so there are protests that are happening nationwide that are protesting not just these deaths but kind of this system of violence and racism that seems to be targeting minorities in our community and so when we see these things it's really easy to kind of look at that and think well those are other police forces, those are other parts of America. It's not here in our community that we face these problems. And I believe that these problems do exist in our community as well. And the easiest evidence of this that we can see is, is the overtime scandal that happened recently that I'm sure everyone here is familiar with, where multiple police officers were going and they were, they were effectively stealing taxpayer money. And. The resolution of that was that, that none of these police officers were held accountable. None of them were fired, so they're all still on the force. And in fact, I believe a, a, roughly a quarter of the police force now is on the Brady List, which is a list of untrustworthy police officers that are not allowed to testify in a court of law because they're seen as untrustworthy um, um, actors. And so their testimony doesn't isn't useful. So a quarter of the police department can't even go to court to testify in the cases that they might be involved in. And so in, in that context, I think it's important to think about what we're doing to reform police and maybe move things within Medford within our own community. Um, the mayor recently did, sent out an open letter with Chief Buckley about um, how they're gonna be doing more police training. And well, I welcome that, it's a good start, it's not sufficient. Um, I've actually communicated with the mayor a bit more and, and I believe that there are more things happening. Uh, Chief Buckley is going to be going and reviewing policies and posting them publicly on the police website so there's greater transparency and I greatly applaud that. And uh, I believe that the mayor is also going to go and declare racism to be a public health emergency. And I'm not totally sure what the, the fallout of that is, but it certainly sounds good. Um, I think we need to go further though. And in particular, there are two things that I'm advocating for. Uh, one is kind of on the prevention side and one is on the accountability side. But on the prevention side, We should implement the policies that you can see at the 8cantwait.org website. I'm gonna quickly run through those right now just so people know what they are. These were just implemented in Somerville, so they work locally, and we should be implementing all of them here. And those policies specifically are a ban on chokeholds and strangleholds, a requirement that police must try to de-escalate the situation, a requirement that the police must warn before firing shots, a requirement that the police must exhaust all alternatives before shooting, a duty to intervene, so if a police officer sees another police officer doing something wrong, they have a duty to intervene, a ban at shooting at moving vehicles, requiring the police to do a use of force continuum, and finally, require comprehensive uh, reporting from the police. These are all things that should be on the books already. I honestly don't know how many of them are on the books. I believe that's why Chief Buckley's looking at that and he's gonna post about it. We should pass all of these immediately. There's no reason not to do any of them. They'll make community uh, policing stronger. And then the other thing that we should be doing is we need to have a system to hold police accountable when something goes wrong. When you see people getting killed by police officers, inevitably it comes up that that the police officers that that killed the person was a bad apple, that they had a history of past uh, complaints against them, that there were many reports about things they did wrong. And for one reason or another, the police force was unable to get rid of these actors. And we seem to have the same problem. Again, none of these officers were held accountable with the overtime scandal. So we do seem to have a number of bad apples within our own um, police force. And so what we need is an independent civilian oversight of our police department that has the ability to hold people accountable. And I know that's very difficult with the police union. I know it may be hard to get rid of people, but we need to think about how we can go about making these changes to kind of make things better because protecting the bad actors with complaints against them, the protecting the ones that are stealing taxpayer money. These just make our police force weaker and it makes the good cops job harder to actually go and help people. Um, I just wanna say that the opinions that I'm saying are popular. It's not just me saying this. I posted on Nextdoor and it's not the most scientific of of, uh, things, but um, many, many, many people were posting uh, when we spoke about this, and I would say around two thirds of the population that posted did seem to support police reform. So, this is a popular thing that we should be doing. And finally, um, I know a lot of the focus right now is on the budget short- shortfall that we're facing. Um, you know, we had a good conversation before about how our school system has a, a huge shortfall and they need more money. Perhaps it's time to re examine maybe putting more resources towards our schools and other community services and less towards our police department because. We have a budget shortfall and we have to make cuts somewhere. Um, that's everything I wanted to say. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Um, that's
1: it. Thank you. Thank you very much for, uh, for uh, participating today. We appreciate it. Uh, let's see, we have uh, Vice, President, Vice President Carviello.
3: Thank you, Mr. President. Mr. President, uh, does the gentleman have any instances of police brutality or pr- uh, police shootings uh, that he, w- he wants to bring to uh, the council's attention?
10: Oh, no. I- I absolutely don't have any information about that. What I'm saying is that we need to have some system of accountability. So that way, if there I, I don't think anything like that's happened to be clear. I'm saying that we should have some sort of system in place. So if we identify bad actors who have multiple complaints against them, who have, you know, use of force problems before that, we have a system to, to move them out of the police force.
3: I, I think I think Chief Buckley has uh, got a handle on, on most of these, uh, these uh, situations. And again, I've uh, if you know of any uh, bad actors in our our police department please bring them to our attention and uh, so the chief can uh, be aware of this Thank you mr president
7: thank you uh, councillor marks uh, Thank you mr. president and I want to thank the uh, previous speaker uh, for coming and giving his uh, opinion um, mr. president I, I think as I stated uh, I think it was last week um we have more in common than we do uh, when it comes to uh, what we believe uh, needs to be done in regards to police reform. I've had the opportunity over the last two weeks, actually, maybe even longer, to speak with some of the police officers. And uh, a few things that they mentioned to me, I think most people may even find a little surprising. Uh, I think there's a lot of support among police officers regarding civilian review boards, Mr. President. And with the one caveat that uh, if you do set up a board that uh, it be uh, uh, manned with people that have a working knowledge uh, of how a police department operates, the role of a police department. So uh, they are open to that, Mr. President. Uh, The union, uh, according to Harold McGilvery, has met with the administration and uh, wants to uh, implement cameras uh, for not only the safety of the general public, but for the safety of the offices so that's another thing, mr. President. I think that uh, if we start talking uh, reform that I think we have more in common mr. President. The last point I'd like to make, uh, and I said this last week and uh, I think uh, you know there's a lot of support for it you know we, we rely on our police department for almost everything. you know they're the only department open seven days a week 24 hours a day. So when something happens in the community, Mr. President, you know, and it's after five o'clock, we just don't say, well, you know what, we'll handle it tomorrow. It's the police department that responds. And we're asking the men and women of our police department, Mr. President, to respond to issues of domestic violence. We're asking them to respond to drug issues and people that are ODing. We're asking them to uh, respond to mental health issues. We're asking them to respond to social issues, Mr. President. And in my opinion, um, you know, we're asking them to do a lot in addition to what their main responsibility is, is to keep public order and to prevent crimes and to protect the life and liberty of property. Um, And... They, they have a lot on their plate, Mr. President, and f- what, from what I'm hearing from people when they talk about cutting the police department or defunding the police department, I, I think it, it, it has very many meanings. And from what I'm hearing from a lot of people is they don't necessarily want to cut the police. They want to give the assistance they believe the police officers should have. So if there's a call, Mr. President, regarding domestic violence... Why not have someone that's a domestic violence specialist, Mr. President, on hand, that can uh, go to calls, Mr. President, that can attend calls, that can assist. Why not have someone that's a social worker that can attend calls, Mr. President, that may require that, or someone that has a mental health background if the issue requires mental health, Mr. President. There's a lot of ways we can assist the police department, Mr. President, and provide the safety, which I agree. Uh, you know, we may have issues that are happening in the community that require other expertise. And why not have the availability, Mr. President, and the, the availability to de-escalate situations? Um, and so I think there's a lot more in common than we realize. I think there would be a lot more support out there, Mr. President, once these discussions are had. And I think we're going to move towards uh, police reform. That's going to be acceptable to everyone, Mr. President. It'll be a win-win. And I think that will not only improve communications within our community, but it'll also assist uh, the brave men and women in our police department, Mr. President, to do their very taxing job. Um, And, um, you know, I, I think we all want to arrive at the same results, Mr. President, and that is to provide a safe community. That's the number one job of the Method City Council, is to provide a safe community, Mr. President. And without public safety, we have nothing else in the community. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Council Mox. Council Scottelli. Uh, thank you, Mr. President.
4: Thank you for the speaker uh, for bringing this forward. I think that Council Mox hit the nail on the head as I've been following, working in some of them, following what's going on in Cambridge. And, and it, it, you know, um, I think it was Council Simmons in, in Cambridge stated that, uh, it's a little different in Cambridge. She feels that looking at different police departments, you have different levels. So I'm confident and I'm excited that that talking with Chief Buckley, he he is uh, willing and ready to uh, listen and and move forward some of these important um, important uh, issues. And I think that um, I think we're going to be pleased. And uh, I, I'm excited to see the changes. Again, I I, I asked for a forum. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm still waiting for the city administration to get back to me. I think it's important that you know we bring the community members to the table and um, and sit with our administration to make sure we get best find best practices. Um, on a side note, I want to uh, thank our men and women of the police force. Just this past Sunday, we had a shooting over on Salt Road, and um, talking to neighbors and um, and, and family members that live in that area, the response from both the method police and state police were amazing. Um, the, I know they have they have uh, a good handle on what happened and who who's doing it, who did that, and they're gonna they're gonna um, work quickly. But I want to give them uh, a round of applause because again, I, I don't think anybody, uh, 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 speaker, who brought this forward, I don't think anybody is 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 saying that is not saying that. Thank you for being the first ones in the, in the fire per se and sticking your, your neck out in, 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 in the, uh, the hopes of uh, saving lives here in Medford. And I think that uh, we, can't, we can't look past that. I think that this is a bigger piece, both um, on the police department side and what's
2: happening in our society. So I thank you for the time and thank you for bringing this forward. Thank you, Councilor Scott Uh We have a number of,
1: uh, any other com- comments for the Council? Can okay, we have a number of residents that would like to speak on this issue? Uh, the first would be uh, Steve Harris, if we could please have your name and address for the
2: record, please. Steve Harris, name and address for the record. Uh, I, you know, I, President Falco takes the bus every day. I couldn't say it better him, but Okay, uh, we'll come back to Steve. Nate Merritt, name and address for the record, please.
11: Nate Merritt, 373 Riverside Ave in Medford. Um, thank you all for uh, taking my comments. Uh, just to, for a point of information for uh, Councilor Marks, last time I checked the fire department also runs 24 seven, 365, so that would be two departments minimum in your city, not just the police department, but just want to give credit, due where it's due. Um, I actually have a very personal story and I know some of you on the council have known me for a number of years. Uh, Last Wednesday, um, someone decided to break into my home. I have a wife. I have a baby on the way. And I will tell you that the Medford police responded very quickly, very professionally, and we couldn't thank them enough for being available as quick as they were. I'm from a small town in Western Massachusetts. I'm very familiar with you know, how it can be where you live in a town where it can take 10 minutes, right? 10 minutes for, for help to arrive. And it's just sheer distance. It's not because there's, you know, it's a lack of budget, but it's also sheer distance. And if someone's on the wrong side of town or the opposite side of town, it's just sheer distance versus time versus how fast can they go down the road? People in the Eastern Massachusetts area should be very thankful for the fact that they have the resources they do. You don't have volunteer fire departments in the greater Boston area. You do up on the North shore. You do in Western mass. When I lived in Syracuse, I know what it's like to have sheriffs respond because you don't have a local police force. And when someone needs your help, it, it, you know, minutes seem like hours. I'm a public servant myself. I'm an EMT basic. I've been one for over 20 years. There are probably people, you know, that have been helped trained by me. I just want to say that I would take very much a beat of caution when we start talking about removing funding or reappropriating funding from your public services here. I'm a taxpayer, just like everyone else. I want to use money efficiently and, you know, put it in the right spot, but we shouldn't be having knee jerk reactions because when you want the help, there is nothing that you will want to stand in your way to enable them to, to come help you. So before we say we're going to reappropriate funding and reduce funding, instead, let's try to look at problems that need to be solved. I don't disagree with anyone that's talking about, you know, lack of a better term, cleaning up the act when there's bad behavior. But, you know, the police that we have here, in my opinion, are already overtaxed to begin with. And when seconds are counting, you're going to want the help when you can get it. So... Um, Again, thank you, uh, my personal thanks to Medford PD for uh, responding as quickly as they did, being professional as they were. And to Councillor Scarpelli's point, I'd actually like to be very much part of that, uh, that public discussion that occurs, um, you know, regarding the whole police department and whatnot. And uh, also just a note for uh, Councillor Knight, um, you can use the dial in number for Zoom and it might be a good alternative. I know being a person that uses it myself a lot for meetings, it's a good alternative. You can call in on your cell phone and sometimes you have a much more reliable connection. You can still keep the video up on internet, but at least you can get your audio through without having a text message. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Nate. Okay, any other questions in the council? Well, Mr. Kleiner, we thank you for uh, bringing this, uh, to, to bring this issue forward tonight and talking about this and we appreciate you weighing in and, uh, appreciate the comments from the counselors as well. Thank you.
2: Mr. Clerk, are the records, the Excuse me, Mr. President. Yes. Are you, you, you asked about the records? Yes, is that, the, is that the
1: next thing left on the yeah, agenda? Yeah,
0: unless, unless there's anybody else who wants to speak in the public participation part, the records are next. Uh, the, the, the
1: I, I next didn't see anyone records. else, but if, if there is, they're more than welcome to. Let's check again. Is anybody else want to speak on that last issue?
0: I don't see anybody else. I don't see any other hands raised.
1: Hearing and seeing none. Uh, records. The records from the meeting of... So the table records from the meeting of uh, June second, two thousand twenty, were passed to Council of Knight. Council of Knight, how did you find those records?
4: Uh, Council Falco, Council Knight has no. I think he's out. Uh,
8: I'm good. I, I have audio. Um, if I turn on my video, I have no audio. And if I turn on my audio, my video gets messed up. But um, I find the records in order to move for approval.
1: The motion of Council of Knight to approve the record, second to by. Second, second. Councilor Scarpelli, Clerk Hermes, please call the roll.
0: Councilor Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Councilor Knight.
2: Councilor Knight did text me earlier to say yes. Councilor Morrell. Yes. Councilor Scarpelli.
0: Yes. President Falco.
1: Yes. Send the affirmative zero and the negative. The motion passes. You may have skipped over me, Mr. Clerk.
0: (laughs) I apologize, Councilor Marks. (laughs) I did skip. I did skip over you, Council Marks. What would you like? You should vote no just because
2: on that <laughs> one because
3: I yeah. skipped. Yes. <laughs> motion to adjourn.
2: Yeah, the the
1: there's, the, there's another set of records. We're in the negative. The motion passes. The records are approved. The records of the meeting of June 9th were passed. to Council Marks. Council Marks. How did you find those records?
7: Uh, Mr. President, I didn't have a chance to review. I would ask that uh they lay on the table. Okay, on the motion of Councilor Marks to table the records to next week,
1: second by. Second. Councilor Scarpelli, Clerk Please please call the roll.
0: Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello? Yes. Councilor Knight. <laughs> Councilor Marks? Yes. Councillor Morel. Yes. Councillor Scarpelli? Yes. President Falco? Yes. Just in case I don't have a uh oh,
2: we got anything from Council Mark uh, from Councillor Knight? To table. Is that him?
0: He had indicated he, he was indicating approval before the motion to table, but I but there's a different motion, so Mark him, mark him absent because of an internet connection. Oh, hang on. Yes, table. There we go. I got a text.
1: Seven yes, the table. seven the affirmative, zero in the negative. Uh, the records are tabled from the uh, meeting of June
0: 9th. That's the last uh, item on the agenda,
6: Mr. President.
1: That is everything. Okay. Uh, the uh, is there a motion to adjourn? Motion to adjourn. On Second. the motion of Council of Bears to adjourn the meeting seconded by Vice President Carviello. Clerk Curtis, please call the roll.
0: Council of Bears. Yes. Vice President Carviello. Yes. I have a text from Councillor Knight saying yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Council Morell?: Yes. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco.
1: Yes, seven the affirmative, zero in the negative. The motion passes. The meeting is adjourned. Uh, stay tuned for the budget schedule, which will hopefully come out within the next day or so. Uh, thank everyone <coughs> for tuning in tonight. Thank you and good night. Stay safe. Thank you. Healthy, thank you.